Welcome to the sound of supreme bliss. This is one podcast you can miss. Connecting real issues to the Buddhist teachings to get the true meaning. Come join the sound of supreme bliss. Homage to the Blessed One, the Worthy One, the Supremely Enlightened One. My name is Chavani, and I have my friend and Kalyanamitha. Colony! Now, on to this week's topic. This week, we'll be talking about leadership and where it should be shown in our everyday lives as well as in Buddhism. I really like this topic, Colony, because we are directing people to follow the right leader since there's so many different leaders in the world. You're, you're right. We are. Um, you have world leaders like Donald Trump, who's a leader. You've got someone on the other end of the spectrum, Nelson Mandela, who was also a leader. So forget the big scale. Even in like in a smaller scale, you've got captains and sporting teams. They're also leaders. And as a Sri Lankan, I think my dad wouldn't forgive me if I don't mention Arjuna Ranathunga. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who that is, go and ask any Sri Lankan uncle. <laughs> Hundred percent. Like, oh, <laughs> your your dads would definitely know, especially the Sri one. Sorry, mm. they would definitely know who this person is. If you don't know, just Google the '96 Cricket World Cup. That will tell you everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but besides that, you've also got leaders who've got a very narrow mind, like people who result to violence and terror to achieve their goal. They only think about themselves. And I feel like on a global scale, we can very easily think of people like that. However, there are good leaders um, who thinks about other people above themselves. They are extremely selfless. Do you know who I'm talking about here? <laughs> so there's only really like one person that would come to my mind. Yep, that's a big um, hint, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that is the Supreme Buddha. Excellent. You are correct, Chavani. It's almost like you read my mind. The Supreme Buddha is the greatest leader. The Buddha's loving kindness was like water, and there's a simile that goes with that. So water cleanses both good and bad people, and the Lord Buddha's loving kindness was like water. You have some leaders that are rude to bad people, but the Lord Buddha wasn't like that. The Blessed One was also kind to bad people. There was no prejudice or discrimination based on language, skin colour, or even caste. We should begin from the very start. Um, So what does leadership actually mean? It can refer to anyone who is trying to direct others onto the right path to do right things, just as our Supreme Buddha did. Exactly. Now, do you know what the path was that Supreme Buddha showed us? The Noble Eightfold Path, which includes right view, right thinking patterns, proper actions with body, speech, and mind, along with a calm mind. This path leads us to the end of suffering, and our Supreme Buddha, with the utmost compassion, did not leave any details to himself, as he taught the Dhamma truly. In Westernized society, there are many historical figures such as Martin Luther King who fought for equality for the African-American people. And this changed the world. People around the world look up to Martin Luther King and try to do their best to stand up for what is right. But 
overall the best leader in the world who taught us how to distinguish between the good and the bad is the Supreme Buddha. There is no leader or teacher who is as great as the Supreme Buddha. But in our society as lay people, we do have positions of leadership where regular people are responsible for guiding people. That's exactly right, Chamini. So societal leaders and a true leader like the Supreme Buddha has wisdom, knowledge and qualities that are incomparable to any other human being. We as disciples of the Supreme Buddha should look up to him. So there are great people who lead us to follow the greatest leader, who is the Supreme Buddha. The great people we are talking about is our Pinwat Lokuswami Nwanse. Just like Lokuswami Nwanse, all of the Sangha lead us lay people and direct us to the right path. Now, some people would think our parents are leaders because they have been guiding us throughout our lives. Um, but the Lord Buddha has said that our parents are, in fact, our first teachers. Yep, that's right. And I'm sure we can think of many examples in both our personal life as well as the public sphere. Now, for the sake of this podcast, we use the word leader for a lack of a better word to explain the Supreme Buddha as well as what we call what we traditionally call leaders, which we will say societal leaders. But I would just like to reiterate that the Supreme Buddha and societal leaders exist on completely different scales. Would that mean that the Supreme Buddha is above everyone else? Um, So since leadership roles exist in society and many of us want to aim for those roles, we'll continue to use the word societal leader for us basic people, I guess. Um, Now, Chavani, can you think of a time when you showed leadership qualities and looking back, do you think you did a good job? Okay, so I've got to think about this one a little bit. (laughs) You're jogging my memory a bit. (laughs) Surely it was recently. Um, Okay, so over the years I've realised that leadership doesn't necessarily have to come with a title. And I remember in primary school I was a house captain, but looking back I don't really recall doing much with the position of a leader though. Mm -hmm. So... I feel as though now without the leadership position, I have been able to use my voice to represent communities and stand up for what I believe in. For example, uh, we were part of the project to uh, deliver food boxes to students here in Melbourne. And yes, I've brought it up before, but I really loved how everyone was really supportive um, to those who really needed it at the time. Like, People going through a tough time and being able to shed some light was very heartwarming. So with this um, opportunity, when it was brought up um, through the Mahamana Buddhist Meditation Center, because of being part of the youth group, I definitely didn't hesitate to commit to it. Um, I'm very passionate about helping people and this opportunity really tested my time management skills um, and ability to organise and, you know, have the courage to call up these students and um, to deliver to their doors. Um, I wanted to show people that, you know, there are people out there that are ready to give a helping hand whenever they needed it. And actually, after the project, I had many people who wanted to be involved with helping people through donations and even offering to do deliveries. Um, I definitely wasn't intending to, you know, 
uh, have qualities of a leader or anything like that. But I guess it just happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes like being a leader is not just about the position, like you said, it's about having those qualities um, and kind of looking after people in a way. So it's it's very interesting that you actually say that. Now, I would say I'm in the traditional role of leadership in society, so a societal leader uh, at work. And personally, it's quite a difficult concept to lead people. Like as much as I like the responsibility and the challenge, it's quite draining. Like, for example, you can't have bad days. You're constantly of service and support to other people. And you kind of have to like have this poker face to guide people Mm -hmm. through. Now, I can think of leaders that I have known, well, by leaders, but I mean like managers and bosses that were absolutely horrible. Now, I'm sure everyone has come across a horrible manager or two in their life. And when you have people like that in the workplace, it's such a horrible environment to be in. And because of that experience, I'm constantly striving to be the opposite of that. And it's it's really hard, actually. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, but like, when you say it like that, what was it about them that made them horrible leaders? Well, there's definitely different leadership styles with different personalities. But the ones that I struggle to get along with um, or agree with are the types that are quite extremely dominant, demanding, you know, like the arrogant type. Just to me, those kinds of qualities demonstrate someone that's not considerate or compassionate towards people. And personally, that's not an environment I enjoy. And I don't think a lot of people like to be kind of talked down to in that way either. When someone shows dominance, like it's really off-putting. You don't want to listen to them because they're so dominant as well. Exactly. Yeah. And there was a simile given two months by Buddha, the blessed one, that said, even if bandits were to carve you up savagely, limb by limb, with a two-handed sword, those that get angry would not be doing my bidding. Even then, you should train yourselves. Our minds would will be unaffected, and we will say no evil words, remain sympathetic, with a mind of goodwill and no inner hate. This is how the Lord Buddha advised us to deal with such people and we shouldn't be like these people either. Exactly. So if you work in a place with a rude manager and there is horrible leadership qualities in a person, realistically, in, in a situation like that, it does lead to staff turnover because people can't work in such an environment. And ultimately, a place like that won't develop if people in those places don't develop their mind yeah I think I've been in a position like that too Um, did you end up staying or uh no I actually left um and a lot of us did actually oh there's a a real life example for this (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) um generally those traits are driven by things like anger desire and delusion and whether their anger arises from competition, incompetency, or those managers being blinded by re- by the reality of the situation. Most of the leaders that people think of in society, they all have these weaknesses. 
And when they have these weaknesses, it makes it hard for them to consistently be a good leader. That's right. Now, I know some of our listeners may have an image of a leader in mind and they're probably silently agreeing with us. And when I say that, like we're referring to someone that has horrible leadership qualities. But there is a difference between being a good leader and being influential. Now, ideally, at the heart of good leadership is, or good societal leadership is to provide stability. Um, And in some situations, a sense of progression, but ultimately it's meant to provide a sense of harmony. Now think of like your sports captain, like your team captains, like the job of the captain is to like unite the team towards a common goal. Um, So thinking about when you work in teams, the most important thing is to make sure everyone is cared for and happy so that you can work to achieve a common goal. Yeah. And now there's only one person that has been able to be a leader and not be hindered by their weaknesses like anger, desire and delusion. A person that has been able to rid themselves of such mental defilements is called an arahant. An arahant is free from anger, lust and delusion and also does not have the tendency to do any evil. An arahant has gone beyond the cycle of suffering, that is being reborn and dying, reborn and dying, reborn and dying, also known as sansara. That's actually one of the nine qualities of the Buddha. Now, when we chant the Itipiso Gata, which I'll just chant for everyone really quickly, um, Itipiso Bhagava Arahang Samma Sambuddho Vijja Charana Sampanno Sugato Loka Vidu Anuttaro Purisadamma Sarati Satta Deva Manusana Buddha Bhagavati. We actually mentioned these nine qualities. Now, another great quality about leaders is that they practice what they preach, or the popular idiom is leading by example. That essentially means that someone who is able to lead themselves, they too are disciplined. The fourth quality of the Lord Buddha is Sugato. Su means wonderful, and Gatha means follow the right path. Therefore, the fourth quality describes how the Supreme Buddha followed the correct path or the noble eightfold path he teaches this as the four noble truths in the dhamma and the lord buddha also achieved the bliss of nibbana now nibbana means the ultimate cessation of suffering which shavani mentioned is that cycle of reborn and dying reborn and dying he teaches how to end that all completely therefore our teacher not only found for himself the cause of suffering that all beings go through but also found the path that led to the cessation of this suffering. He described the path in great detail so anyone could follow it. This is another quality that is unique to the Lord Buddha. Yeah, and the Lord Buddha really led by example. He lived through the hardships, challenges, like people attempting to tarnish his reputation, and yet he gave us such beneficial advice. Like, think about the simile with the saw and dealing with rude people and the fire precept and on top of that he gave us the detailed path to end suffering now in our lay lives we can have all these great tips and advice to be a great leader 
we've said to purify your mind from anger, desire, or delusion, and then we've also said to lead by example. But in some situations, you know, some people just don't want to be led, you know, like some people, they just don't listen. So for example, I know in my team at work, I've got a team member at work that no matter what I say, they will not listen and they just constantly prefer to do their own thing. In that case, then what? got to have a lot of patience and that's really testing um, what we've learned from the Supreme Buddha of patience mm-hmm. there as well. Yeah. <laughs> And no matter how good of a leader you are, it's all dependent on whether people want to be led by you. There's the concept of followership, that there's fandoms for musicians or artists and people that naturally want to follow someone because they admire them. But not everyone is like that. And some people are very adamant and set on their own ways. Unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do, but... I mean, being persistent maybe could help them. However, the sixth quality of the Lord Buddha was Anuttaro Purisadhamma Sarati. And that literally means an incomparable leader to tame others. As the Buddha was able to tame all beings and bring them towards the Dhamma with this compassion and virtue. This means that the Lord Buddha was able to get through to anyone with his wisdom and also get them onto the right path. That's right. Now, we mentioned the ultimate goal of, for example, a societal leader is to provide harmony. Whereas the Lord Buddha did more than that. He taught us the Dhamma and using the Dhamma, how we can achieve a state of bliss. The biggest thing is sincerity and how much you immerse yourself into the Buddha's teachings. As we've mentioned before, we look up to the Buddhist monks as protectors of leaders like the supreme buddha since the monks have given up everything and devoted their lives to the buddha's teachings yes and there is a great example in buddhist history there was an arahant ikuni by the name of prajapati gotami the community of nuns flourished under her leadership as the first female disciple to be ordained by the supreme buddha She was followed by 500 female disciples who chose to leave the lay life with her and achieve spiritual realization under her guidance. As a bhikkhuni, there were eight additional conditions placed upon them in order to be attained. For example, a bhikkhuni cannot scold a bhikkhu or a bhikkhuni cannot advise a bhikkhu, rather it should be the other way around. But Because of her unwavering faith in the Supreme Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha, many women achieve the state of arahantship by purifying their minds and attaining liberation from this sansara or this journey, which is a cycle of rebirth and suffering. So I have a feeling that um, some people are going to be confused um, with the tough words that you've used currently, like bhikkhuni and um, bhikkhu. So um, for clarification, bhikkhuni is the female noun and bhikkhu is the masculine. So we've given some examples from the Lord Buddha's time, but if we were to simplify it for the lay people or the lay life, um, we've essentially got three tips for you to be a good leader. So the first one is rid yourself of the three weaknesses, which are anger, desire, and delusion, or At the very least, be aware of your weaknesses. They say you're only as strong as your weakest link. 
And that's so true. It's cliche, but so true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the second one is lead by example and practice what you preach. We talked about the Lord Buddha who gave up luxuries of being a prince and lived a very simple life, but a hard life in order to achieve enlightenment. And the third one is uphold your Buddhist values. It may be even as simple as keeping your five precepts. Practice gratefulness, empathy, or like having the ability to put yourself in other people's shoes. Going back to the simile of the soul, we should always be able to forgive. But don't stop there. Like Prajapati Gautami, she went on to become a nun. Always continue to learn Buddhism and also practice it. Yes, that's that's so true. Um, in my workplace, a lot of my team members, they, they actually compliment my sincerity. They always know that I'm someone that's honest since I don't lie or at least try not to lie. So that's obviously from like keeping the five precepts, you know, that's like a good quality that I've got. And it's recognized. So if you maintain those five precepts, people recognize that and they appreciate that in you as well. Exactly. And even if you aren't a leader or you're trying to get into a leadership position, whether it would be at school, sports, or even at work, these are great attributes to have. It may seem simple and a little bit obvious, but it's hard to keep practicing and upholding it. People recognize that and really admire that. That's so true. You know, people might not compliment you and it's very rare for, I feel like in society for people to compliment you on these types of things, but you can always tell um, when someone's being sincere, when someone's showing really great leadership skills, those types of people are more likely to get promoted and more likely to be recognized at work in other ways. So really, you know, try to practice your leadership, well, not practice, but like try to hone your leadership skills and you know, hopefully try the three tips we gave you will be useful to your lay life so you can go on to achieve those positions if that's what you really desire. Now, this time we have a different kind of homework. We would like you to listen to a Dhamma talk by one of the monks of Mahamayanama. The title is True Leadership. You can find it on YouTube and there are two parts to it. We will put that in the links of the description so it should be easy to just click on and find as well. Yeah and um, also let us know how you are a leader and what makes you a good leader. You can comment on posts that will go up um, along with the links or even just send us a message on Facebook and Instagram with the name of Sound is Appropriate. Now we would like to share merits with everyone today. Once again, I want to also mention when we are sharing merits, we will be asking permission to say our teacher's name by using the word avasarai. This is out of respect for our teacher. So let's share all the merits that we have collected today with the heavenly beings, with our teacher, avasarai, most venerable Kiribat Nyana Nandatero, also known as Pingwat Lokuswame Masa to us, with the venerable Sangha, the volunteers who work hard in sharing the Buddha's teachings and with all the participants of today's program. May you all rejoice in these merits and realize the four noble truths in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. And if you'd like to access more of the Buddha's teachings in English, please look up Colombo Dhamma Friends on Facebook, YouTube or their website. Now, we mentioned the website earlier in the podcast, but I'll say it again. 
it's www.serenecolombo.org. Um, on YouTube, Colombo Dhamma Friends has videos of discussions, sermons, and Monks in the Morning, which is also another podcast. Monks in the Morning, along with Sound of Supreme Bliss, is also accessible on various platforms such as Spotify and iTunes. You can visit the website, serenecolombo.org, to find out about the other platforms. And finally, there is Sutta Friends, which is also a website which has English translations of a lot of the suttas. So if you just want to have a read of a sutta, just uh, type in online suttafriends.org and you should be able to have a read and learn and do some self-study if you like. Yeah, and these are all platforms that you can keep up to date with programs, videos, and also live programs. Um, so don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Shanda Supreme Bliss. Yes, we also have a really great episode coming up next week, so stay tuned. Supreme Bliss You can miss The sound of Supreme Bliss